Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Happy Saturday. We are on episode number 23 at the gym, bright and early, 5.30, first client, 8 o'clock. Why do I show up so damn early? Because the better question should be, why not? Your competition's sleeping. Everyone uses Saturday as an excuse not to do stuff. We hate our job, so we use Saturdays to sneak away. We go day drink, and then on Monday, we hate it. But that's not you, because you are a successful personal trainer, and that's what we're going to help you with today, building your book of business. But more importantly, how do you ask for a raise? Before we get into that, let's do a little strength standard from Show Up Fitness. Here's your workout out of the day. Get to the gym, run a quarter mile, see how fast you can do it. You should be running a quarter mile in under 75 seconds. When we were in Orlando last year, I kicked Josh's ass. We ran around UCF track, we run it in under 70 seconds. That is your standard. If you want to be a hunk and a hunkette, focus on running a 75 second or less quarter mile. And then on top of that, let's focus on a little upper body strength, vertical pushing. The strength standard is you should be able to press your body weight times 0.85. So for example, I weigh at 200 pounds times that by 0.85. I should be able to do an overhead press for 175 pounds. If you cannot do that, start practicing. One of the great techniques you can try is by doing a super overload. So you would take 185, 195, some dipshit on YouTube was complaining, how are you supposed to get it up if you can't press that amount? Got to be creative there, pal. So you can use a little bit of a push jerk variation or a push press, and you're going to quote unquote cheat to get the weight above your head. Hold it there for a good two, three seconds. Let the nervous system know that you are going to own that weight in a short period of time. And then eccentrically, you control it down. The unique thing about observation, if you were to record this, where the bar speeds up eccentrically, that is where you're the weakest. For example, if you were to have a client, let's say they're 75 years old, Gertrude, and she's going to sit down as slow as she can. And then halfway, she speeds up and then she falls. That is a lack of neurological control. The muscles can't control the eccentric or the descent, the negative. And that is where we are weak. So that is where you want to focus. And you can overcome that weakness by doing isometrics. So finding out where that weak point is, holding isometrically for a good 15, 30 seconds. Or you can go heavier and focus on the descent. Now, it's important to understand too much speed is counterintuitive, meaning Gertrude, I wouldn't give her a 50-pound dumbbell and have her sit down as fast as she could because there'd be no control. So you want to give a little bit of overload in that case example, maybe 5 pounds, 10 pounds. I don't want the speed to be so much where you completely lose control. So if I were to take 225 and press it above my head or have a spotter bring it above my head, the speed at which that would fall to my chest would be too significant. I don't have any control. So find that happy medium. Maybe it's 
195, 205, maybe even 215, where there's a good amount of control from the person holding it down or doing the eccentric versus too much speed, and that's going to be counterproductive. So there you go. You got some morning workout to do on this beautiful Saturday. Do a quarter mile. See how fast you can run it. Do it a couple times. Set some PRs there. If you're not getting below 75 seconds, time it, and then next week try to beat it. That's a personal record. These standards are addressing the L portion in my book, which is the looks, help Nick, the L. A lot of people get into this industry and they don't look the part. There's nothing wrong with it, but I can't tell you, hey, you're not succeeding because you don't look the part. I'm an asshole. I'm going to be banned. And so we have to come up with a creative way of challenging each other to become better. So maybe you haven't ran a quarter mile in years and you get your ass on a treadmill and it takes you two minutes. That's awesome. Next time, do it in a minute 55 and then do it in a minute 50. And then get the Prehab Guys app and make sure to go through some ankle prehab rehab because you don't want to get some ankle tendinopathy. And then you rinse and repeat. And before you know it, you're going to be under 75 seconds and you're going to be looking significantly better. Your lungs are going to like you. Your VO2 max is going to improve. Thank you very much, Show Up Fitness. You are changing the fitness industry by creating top-tier personal trainers. Which leads me into the question of the day, how to ask for a raise. I love this one because there's so much power behind it. You can be an innovator. You can have that growth mindset or you could be a victim. And you could come out with your hand open and say, I deserve more. Poor me. Big monster takes all my money. I want more. Me, 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 me. So you need to put a veil over your your ego and what you think you deserve because you don't deserve it. And this is coming from the business side. This is coming from the personal trainer side and what I observe. Look at the entry standards. It's nothing. You take a textbook certification and now all of a sudden you think you should be making $100 an hour. Look at other professions that charge $100 per hour. That's going to be lawyers and psychologists, dietitians. What do they have to go through? Actual education. There's a vetting process. You got to go through school. You have to test for something that actually means something. Not posting a photo with four paper certifications that mean absolutely nothing because you cannot articulate anything about movement. You don't know your anatomy. You don't understand programming. And I'm not being a dick here. I know a lot of people who maybe listen to this, this guy's mean, but that's the realistic aspect of our industry. And that's what we're trying to change. And so if you want to ask for a raise, take a step back. Why do you deserve a raise? What have you done? There was a trainer that came to me one time and they said, Chris, I want a 10% raise. I said, awesome. In my mind, I thought, okay, why should I give you that raise? All you've been doing is training. You're doing exactly what the expectations were set up in the beginning. So I should just start giving you an extra 10%. That's fine. I'll do it because you're a victim right now. But in my mind, I'm not giving you any more assessments. I'm not going to give you any more opportunities because you're taking that victim mentality. Now, if you would have came up to me and said, Chris, what are some things that I could be doing to improve my worth for the company? What are some things that I could be doing to make me a better trainer and help my clients get the results faster? Is there anything that you're struggling with right now that I may be able to lend a hand? Take some stuff off your plate? That's not how we ask for raise. It's always a demand. I believe I should get X because I'm entitled little shit. I've been here for three years. I once had a trainer come up to me. They had the audacity to say, I want 20% of show up fitness because I've been training here for four years. 
And guess what I did? I smiled and said, let me think about that. You're definitely valued to the company. And then I took a time off, drank some whiskey and said, are you fucking kidding me? Why would I give you 20% for just showing up? That's the mentality that 99.99% of us take. Entitlement, victim mentality versus growth mindset. For example, my buddy, he's a CPA in Australia. Very smart cat. He left his job six figures plus to work at, at a startup and he was getting paid less than where he was before. And what he did when he talked to the owners and he said, I want to know what I can do to bring you worth to help the company grow so we can have a conversation in one year from now to see if there's potential opportunities for ownership. The company was doing a little less than a million dollars in revenue. One year later, because of his value add, over $5 million. He then got 10% of company ownership because he showed his worth. That's the difference between true entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship. In that case example, it's intrapreneurship because he provided value to that company versus entrepreneurship would be my buddy starting his own company, investing his own egg into the growth. He has all of the risk. The reward will strictly be his. So when you go up to a boss and you say, I deserve to make more, you have to put yourself into that person's situation. What's going through their mind? What do they have on their plate? When I first asked for a raise, I had a mentor. And I asked him, I said, you know what, right now, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing the marketing. I'm bringing people into the company. In the last three months, I've made this individual over $50,000 from new students. I think I deserve a raise. I was being the victim there, but I talked to someone about it. And his suggestion was double the amount that you're making right now and see what she says. So I went in there and said, Miss Boss Lady, here's what I've done. I think I deserve $38 per hour because at the time I was making 22. And her eyes got huge and was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? You You make so much money right now. I did not, but that's what she said. That's what she said. And then what happened was a negotiation and she brought it down to 28 and then I got essentially a 30% raise. If I would have went in there and just said, I want a 10% raise, she would have given it to me, but I could have potentially made a lot more. So I overshot, and that is one technique. I don't like the way that I did that. If I could do it over now, I would have done exactly as I said earlier. I would have propositioned my boss by saying the following. I love working here. This is a great company. In three years from now, I want to be here in a more prominent position. What are some things I can do today that will start bringing in more revenue, take stress off of your plate, and potentially grow new schools for us so I can potentially oversee those as you're doing to the schools now? What does that job look like and how can I start doing it today? And then I go and do it. So then I put all of my cards on the table and say, Miss Boss Lady, in the last six months, I've brought in 53 students generating over $75,000 in revenue. I've also topped 44 hours per week. I haven't taken any time off. And I've been delivering week after week after quarter after quarter. What would be a fair compensation for me moving forward? And now the cards are on her table in the sense that she has to make the fair decision. And more times than not, when you ask your superior, your boss, what is a fair raise, they're going to do more than what your mind anticipated. 10% raise, if you would have came to me and said, Chris, 
Here's what I'm going to bring in, 10 new clients in the next 90 days. I'm also gonna start up a boot camp on the weekend, bringing in a new revenue source. That's an innovative stream of revenue, an innovative idea. Let's have a conversation at that day to see what I should be making. And then I would've gave that individual 50% increase. If you were making 50 bucks an hour, I would've gone to 75. Hell, I would've gone to 100. I would've looked at opportunities to open up gyms for you for providing that value, because that's a growth mindset. People don't think like that today. We have such low self-value, we nickel and dime each other because our value for ourselves is so low, 10%. Why not 50%? Why not 75? If you deliver, that's what you're gonna get. And that's why I love sports so much. You see some of these contracts, players making literally $50 million per year, but it's based on their performance. You don't see a backup quarterback asking for a $50 million raise because they're not doing anything. If you get your ass out on the field and you perform, you're gonna get paid. So ask yourself right now, what is your performance like? And how are you getting those clients? Because if you're at Equinox and you have 15 clients that have all been given to you, that's not hard to do. Get over yourself. You have a shitload of potential clients right in front of you. All you need to do is show up. Most people will not do that. If you show up, you are literally 50% ahead of everyone else. Most people are sleeping in. They're gonna do the bare minimum. They're getting there exactly on time for that personal training session. You show up early, you leave late, you're gonna set yourself significantly apart and you will thrive. Now, if you take that extra step with that growth mindset and you bring in business, if you start a boot camp, if you think of a way to generate revenue from nutritional consulting or 30-minute sessions for three clients that can't afford that normal $130 rate, you're bringing in a revenue source that was not there before. You are now irreplaceable. And that's what your mindset be, should be thinking. How can I be irreplaceable at this company? Because you are replaceable. If you're just training sessions, there's someone out there who's new that is going to have more hunger and fight, and they're going to be able to replace you. So how are you delivering for the company? If you do work at a corporation, Equinox, Bay Club, Lifetime, the easiest way to get a raise is just, just do it. Just show up. Whatever tier you're at, just start pitching the tier that's two or three above you. So for example, if you're charging 130 at Equinox, start pitching the 150 rates. And so then when the client says, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll sign up for 12 sessions, you say, okay, great, we're gonna charge you to your account. Then you go to your boss. You say, ah, oh, sorry, Annie, um, kind of in a dilemma right now. I pitched this client 150, I'm at 130. They said, yes, what should I do? The manager's gonna be like, holy shit, um, uh, uh, that's never happened before. I don't know what to do. Um, you're awesome. High five. I got to bring this up to management. Next thing you know, they're not going to put a cap on you. One of the biggest flaws that I see in the corporate structure, they put a cap on you. 175 is the most you can charge at Equinox. Why? If I was there, I'll be pitching 250, 350, 450. I want the client to say, are you kidding me? Why would I pay $450 to work with you? And I'd say, why not? Have you worked with the best trainer in the world before? When was the last time you worked with a trainer five times a week for six months and you got in the best shape of your life where you walked by a mirror and you said, holy shit, who is that person? I don't recognize them because their confidence, their sex life, everything is so much superior than it was before. What is the value on that? Exactly. Give me your black AMX. Let's run this. Let's get you in the best shape of your life. And if they say no 
fucking way, then let's negotiate. I smile and say, all right, so what were you thinking about when you came in here today? You've been in Equinox for X amount of months, X amount of years. You know the value of this company. They hire the best trainers. That's who we are. That's why we charge this amount. Yes, I'm being extremely confident right now because I know the value in myself. You don't because you're new or you've only been doing this for a couple months. You need to get that confidence. And how do you get it? By showing up and working with the best, going to weekend seminars, constantly learning, showing up early on a Saturday, showing up early on a Sunday, doing what other trainers do not. I cannot tell you how many people reach out to me. I can't go to the seminar because it's too expensive. That's great. I understand life's expensive, but it's always ironic to me the ones that do show up. Next one's going to be at the end of October in Miami. Those that do show up, their mindsets are different. They get a spark. They get a fire from that weekend that they go back and put into their work. And guess what happens? They start accelerating through the roof of what they thought their potential was. And next thing you know, they're leaving their job and starting their own company. Or they're really diving into the online capacity where they don't have those ants anymore, those automatic negative thoughts. So now you know how to ask for a raise, get out there, perform, and then think about the person on the other side of the table and what they're going through, and then see how you can help and provide value. Always be helping. Now today's question comes from Jade. She's one of our rock stars and she's in St. Croix. She's kicking ass. Not only is she a hunk yet by doing those five pull-ups and she posts in her story, she has her show up in a CPT, but she's a big thinker. She has that growth mindset. And so she's at a company right now. It's a startup. A physical therapist left their job to start up this gym. And as with any business adventure, it takes a lot of risk and a lot of finances, capital, and there's fear. And so they've experienced that maybe they didn't have as much capital as they thought. So they're going to delay some of the equipment that they're going to get. So Miss Jade stepped in and said, you know what? I'm going to get the equipment. I want to help out. I'm super excited about being here. Let's make it happen. She invested about $5,000 of her own money. And then she went to the boss and said, here's what I'm currently paying for rent, which was like 50%. Now I want 20%. And that's all right. You took a step. You put your cards on the table. But that's all you got for right now, Jade. And we had a conversation. And I coached you up. In the future, don't put a number. Let them make that decision. So I just brought in $5,000 worth of equipment. I'm paying you 50% of the sessions. I'm charging $70 per hour. What do you think would be fair moving forward since I brought in that equipment? And in your mind, you're hoping for at least 20%. They would probably say the sessions will be free, but maybe they say we're going to give you 25%. You say, thank you. I was thinking 15. Can we meet somewhere in the middle? 17.5%. That's one of the great things about negotiations. The worst thing that can happen is they say, no. Now you understand where they're at so then you can make a decision. You're not in your mind thinking that you know what they're thinking because you think that they think of a think of a think of a think think. (laughs) We always do that. Why? Well, I don't think they're going to do this because of A, B, C, and D. Ask them, hey, boss lady, what's the hardest thing that you're doing right now? What is the most challenging thing about this business adventure? What are some things that I could do to help accelerate the growth of the company? Where do you see the company in one year? What if I were to tell you I can expedite that process? In the next 90 days, so right now we're in the middle of September, what if I were to tell you by January 1st, 2024, I'm able to bring in an additional 
25% revenue, 50% revenue. Look at what you're capable of. Go run the numbers, do your due diligence, and then present that fact. And then you go and do it. So now that you're at 20%, your goal, Jade, should be to bring in more value, bring in more clients, start pitching $100 per session, have the most expensive training on the island because you're the best trainer on that island, and people need to know that. So you're out there networking with bartenders and scuba instructors, golf instructors, whatever the thrill of the island is, you're working with them, bringing in opportunities so everyone understands the buzz about this badass new clinic of which you are the top trainer there. You almost want people to think of you as the owner. And so they're starting to get this buzz like, this this hunkette over there is kicking ass. Who is the owner? Get that buzz out there. And so you're bringing in new business. They can see the action. And then you have a conversation. Say, guess what, boss lady? I'm busy as hell. I don't have the capacity anymore to train. We should bring on three new trainers. And I'm going to put out an ad. I'm going to interview them. They all have to have their show up in a CPT because as you see with me, I'm the best trainer on the island. We're going to make more of them. And so then you're able to bring on more qualified trainers. They would probably even pay for it because they see the value in you. And now you have a training department. So then when you have dinner in mid-December, you're able to put all your cards on the table and say, look what we've done. I think we should open up a new gym. And when we open it up, we're going to be 33, 33, 33% owners. I'm still going to train my clients and I'm not going to pay rent because I'm going to be bringing in the best training department. That is big thinking. That is thinking about growth and scaling. And I guarantee you, the therapist right now, they're not thinking that big. They're only thinking, how can I generate enough revenue and profit at this facility where I'm doing a little bit better than my last one where I had a boss? Now you're bringing to the table, we should have five gyms. Why don't we scale this into the other islands around here? Why don't we bring this into the States? Why don't we bring it over here? Let's bring it online. Let's drive revenue and have fun with it. And if they don't want to, if they just want to have one mom and pop spot, even better because you're going to gain experience. You're going to build that confidence so you can leave and leave respectfully, leave your clients behind, ask for a little bit of percent from those clients. Trainers don't do that today. Hands out. Me, 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 me. I deserve the world. Yet you didn't do shit. So think about how you can be respected, leave there with the confidence and growth, and then you start your own gym. And guess what? You scale that sucker to the moon. And then you add in your own little wellness stuff and you do things that no one's even thinking about like Josh in Atlanta starting a $1.5 million gym because he has the balls to do it. He's smart. He looks the part. He's everything helped Nick. And guess what? As we found out yesterday, he's scared. It's normal, but he has the fire under his ass to do it. And I know for 100% fact, he's going to succeed because he is a badass trainer, just like you are who's listening to this. If you guys have any questions, if you found this helpful, shoot me a message on Instagram. Send me an email, info at showupfitness.com. I'm excited to change the fitness industry. I'm excited for our next seminar at the end of October, the 28th and 29th in Miami. I'm excited about all of the Show Up Fitness CPTs that are qualified out there like Jade, changing the industry. I'm excited to help you. 
I'm pumped as hell to train my client in the next hour. I'm excited to watch Texas beat the living shit out of Alabama. I'm excited for you to show up to become the best version of yourself and to help a lot of people. And have a great fucking day. Keep showing up.